Hey everyone, this is Ella here to introduce Jenna's episode with Abby on Marjan Satrapi's Persepolis, part one and two. This is part of our ongoing series where guest hosts choose books for each other. I chose this one for Abby because even though it's not fictional, uh, it's actually nonfiction history as opposed to historical fiction, which I know is Abby's bread and butter. I thought that it would be a good change of pace in that it's a graphic novel, but it's also a very personal coming of age story. And it's sort of one of those rare books that can give you a intimate look into a family and a young girl's life and a young woman's life as she grows up while also providing context for a much larger international situation or national situation. Uh, she, in this case, is growing up during the Iranian Revolution and the Iran and Iraq War and just witnessing a lot of turmoil. But uh, this is a book that I read probably when I was too young. I picked it up, I believe, when I was like eight or nine. And I just fell in love with it, even though I didn't have any context really for life in Iran or what had happened in Iran because <laughs> I was in fourth grade. Uh, but it really was just one of the first books I read that made me say reading was for me. And I know that Abby is someone who relates to historical fiction and nonfiction in the same way that I do. And, and, really gets a lot of joy out of it in the same way that I do. So yeah, this is a throwback for me, but I also hope that it finds new life with Jenna and Abby, and I hope you all enjoy the episode. Hi listeners, Jenna here. I just wanted to pop on to give a quick disclaimer that we are going to be talking about suicide and some hard topics in today's episode, so please take care before listening. I've just like major props to this woman for continuing to just search. It's always just crazy because I feel like a lot of people are scared of change. You know, you're taught one way, like how to be, what to say, how to behave, and then to just go head first. She really is just bold. Like she's like, you know what? Change it is. Let's go. Let's see something different. Welcome to Red Wine Reads, a community of book lovers talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite books while pouring a glass or two of wine. I'm your host, Jenna Miller, and with me today is Abby Williams, who initially read only one book of a two-book series. Now, before we start, I should warn you that we do spoil the endings of the book's review, so if you don't like that, then please go finish the book and come right back to this episode. But if you're just here for the fun-loving and sometimes heated conversation, then welcome. We are so glad you're here. Whether you want to read one, none, or all of the books we are reading this week, this month, this year, the choice is up to you. These reviews are not backed by any science or experience, just purely two opinionated amateur readers. You may hate the books we love or love the books we hate. Everyone has different tastes, but we hope this podcast is fun to listen to, no matter how you like your books. You can tell us your opinions and your own hot takes of these books on our Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. That's at R-W-R-E-A-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T on Instagram and TikTok. So without further ado, let's pull some corks and get reading. This week, we read Persepolis by Marjan Satrapi. Oh, Abby, 
Thank you so much for being here. Uh, it has been a journey to get us to record this episode, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Oh my goodness. But apologies on my behalf, but glad we're here. It was both of us. It was uh, it was a stomach flu after a cold, after uh, us trying, one of us reading half of what we should have read. Um, it's fine. We're here. We read both parts of what we were supposed to read. And now we get to talk about it. And of course... Uh, the book we are talking about today is Persepolis by Marjan Satrapi. This is a two-part book um, that has been compiled into a complete story, uh, which I read, but you can also buy like the book one and book two. It's the same thing. So if you're reading this, just know there is Persepolis and there's Persepolis 2, and then there's the complete Persepolis, which is a big, thick boy. That's the one we are talking about today is both book one and book two combined together. And so the complete edition uh, was published in 2007, which was coinciding with the theatrical release of the film adaptation. They did an animated film, but the original work was published in four volumes between 2000 and 2003. And then Pantheon Books from North America and then Jonathan Cape Books from United Kingdom published the English translations in two volumes. So one was released in 2003, which was the original Persepolis. And then the other one was released in 2004, which was Persepolis 2. So there you go. That's why we got confused, as you can see. (laughs) This book has a 4.4 out of 5 on Goodreads. Uh, Really, really highly rated. Um, Everybody loves this book and just only has nice things to say. The title Persepolis is a reference to the ancient capital of the Persian Empire. And this book is actually banned from some schools starting in 2013. They thought the content was too adult for children, even though that's absolutely ridiculous, but we will get into that. (laughs) And a little bit about Marjan Satrapi. She actually wrote the dialogue and drew the photos for this comic. And she was born in Iran, grew up in Tehran in an upper middle class Iranian family and attended a French language school, which we find out because this is her memoir. So we'll kind of dive more into who Marjan is as we talk about the book. But that's a little bit about the book, a little bit about Marjan. And of course, we cannot forget what are we drinking today as it's 9.30 a.m. On, uh, in Happy's world and it's uh, 11.30 a.m. in my world. Brought to you by H2O. A little bit of uh, two hydro flasks filled with water. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's also uh, abnormally hot here in good old land of enchantment. It's already 90 degrees. And it's not even 10 a.m. It's about 90 degrees here. It's nice and toasty outside. (laughs) Yeah, so get you a glass of ice water. Hydration is key. Yep. Thank God we are inside. It's AC and we get to talk about books because... Absolutely. very excited to talk about this book today. I really, really, really enjoyed this one. Uh, this one was chosen from Ella for us. She thought we would enjoy like the little bit of historical fiction as it brings it back to the 1980s. And then the memoir is, of course, Ella's MO. But it's also, I feel like Abby, Abby enjoys a good memoir here and there, right? Oh, I definitely do. I definitely do. And I, Ella, like... I, I love this book. So I'm super, I'm super grateful. I would have probably never read it had you not recommended it. So yeah, a little historical fiction, especially about maybe some history that I maybe didn't know a lot about. So that was, that was nice. And also I've never read a graphic novel. Very interesting way to tell her story. 
Yes. So this is a graphic novel. So we, it's a comic book and we have, or we have illustrations, we have words. It was very fun. Uh, I haven't read a comic book since college where I took a comic book class. So <laughs> this was a, this was a fun way to like, kind of get back into it. At first I was a little nervous that I wasn't, I wasn't going to be able to get into it, but I, yeah, I got into it way more than I thought I was going to originally. Oh yeah. And like, this is the type of book that because it is a graphic novel, you, you can read it in one sit down if you really want to. It was so, but yeah, but she, she just grabs your attention right off the bat. So. Yep. Well, let's kind of dive into the main characters and I guess the plot, which is her life. <laughs> so we have Marjan, who's our main character. Her life is depicted in this book, beginning with her early childhood, growing up in Iran during the Iran-Iraq war. She grows up in a family who's pretty politically involved. Both of her parents are very well-educated, very intellectual people who also are seeing kind of the wrongs that are happening in the country and want to be a little bit vocal about it. Um, and her family as a whole is kind of known kind of for rebelling, but in a nice educated uh, way that they don't want to put their family in danger. But it is fascinating to see kind of like her growing up being this really rebellious child, kind of always wanting to like stick it to the man. But her parents who are like, no, here's like the correct way to protest and to show that you're unhappy. Here's how we can like try to change things around here. And so as we talk about her parents, we have Mrs. Satrapi, uh, whose name is Taji. Uh, she's a passionate woman who's really upset with how things are in Iran. She's very vocal about it in the house, uh, not quite outside of the house, but as we know that this was a completely different world than the one we're living in. And so outspoken women were definitely not tolerated in uh, 1980s Iran. But uh, she actively takes part in her local government by attending these protests uh, alongside her husband, which is Ebi, I think is how you pronounce it. And he also takes part in all these political protests. He takes photos of the riots that turn into like very illegal, very dangerous. And if they're caught, they could be thrown into the jail or worse, executed. And... Let's see here. We have Marjan's grandmother, who's just such a sweet soul. Marjan becomes closer with her grandmother as as a child. And then she gets us in trouble. And then her grandmother just kind of gets angry with her. Um, but then they re reconcile. And then her grandmother for fortunately passes away, but definitely leaves a mark on Marjan. And as we talk about like the political you know, the political unrest and like the protests. Um, we have, we meet uncle Anoush, who's uh, Marjan's father's brother. And he ends up being executed by the Islamic revolutionary authorities. And it's, it serves to represent the millions of activists who were killed under this regime. And so she really wants to use a personal connection to tell this story. And so, uh, we get to know uncle Anoush and kind of fall in love with him, but then also we have to see this brutal killing as well, which is, Tough. And then we have Julie, who is uh, Marjan's friend, schoolmate, as she goes to school in Austria. And Julie was raised by a single mother. She's four years older than Marjan. They become really close friends, but also Julie is just completely different in terms of, uh, you know, she's dating several men, being very open about her sexual activities, kind of just like pokes at Marjan and just like, why are you so sexually timid why kind of like poking fun at her and so it's very different very different upbringings and it's kind of like a cultural shock for her and then we have frau uh dr heller who is uh 
just the worst. <laughs> Understatement there. <laughs> she's just this woman who reads Marjana Room uh, in Austria. And she's just very explosive. And Marjan, who doesn't take well to the authorities, uh, they tend to clash heads. And then you have Reza, who is Marjan's husband, who's kind of the worst, but also just kind of wants a wife that wants to stay home and wants to cook and wants to um, raise a family. And that's just not Marjan. And Reza is also an artistic, creative guy. And so I think that they thought that they were getting into a relationship for one thing, and then it ended up being very different. So they ended up splitting up. And Marjan ends up just leaving Iran once again and going to Paris. So did I miss anyone? Honestly, there's a lot of little people. So I feel like for major characters, I think I think you got it. Cool. I think so. It's kind of funny talking about memoirs because you, you want to touch on everything. It's someone's entire life. There's no way to do that. Unless um, our audience wants to stay here for the next five years. Let's talk about it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I kind of broke down the summary in like a couple different bullets. So, you know, this book talks takes place in Tehran, Tehran in 1980. So as we open up this novel, we're talking about the schools being reopened, but the girls have to wear veils. Girls are even frowned upon for going back to school. And so then Marjan kind of sees the raw wrongdoing. She wants to join the protest, but her parents are like, nope, too dangerous. And kind of prevent her from doing that. She befriends her maid, Mary, and helps her write love letters to this man. (laughs) And kind of like learns about relationships through her. And then Uncle Anoush, um, as we talked about earlier, comes and visits. But then we later learn he's arrested and executed for his role in the resistance. And then uh, Marjan's family takes a trip to Europe. And then as they're in Europe, the Iran-Iraq war really breaks out and bombings are happening in their neighborhood and they're really nervous to go back home. But when they do, Marjan kind of goes off the rocker a little bit and starts to throw parties, drink alcohol, just being that like typical young, dumb teenager. But they end up losing a friend because of one of these raids. And so she kind of decides, okay, I probably should do a little bit better. And then her parents start really getting worried uh, about her. So they send her to a French school in Austria to kind of keep her safe from the war. And then that's where we end the first novel or like the first part. And so then the second part picks up in Austria in 1984. Marjan is really in the middle of this culture shock. So she's in Austria. She's going to college. Kids are drinking drugs sex, everything. (laughs) And so she's kind of trying to navigate that. She meets up with her mother's friend, Zozo, who shortly after kicks Marjan out of the house because of her. She's not the greatest either. No, no. (laughs) I feel like she gets really the short end of the stick with these parental figures, but they send her to a coven, which we all know Marjan does not <laughs> in a coven. Uh, that she lives with her college roommate Julie, who we talked about earlier, and again, just like could not handle the sex and the openness, and like she just thinks that like she grew up in a place where this was punishable by death to be this open about sex. So clashes there, so she ends up leaving, uh, uses drugs, she ends up becoming homeless for a bit, and then her mom visits and she's like, I I think I need to go back to Iran. So she goes back to Iran, becomes severely depressed, she tries to commit suicide twice, but kind of takes it as a sign if she hasn't died yet, there's something else in store for her. Then she meets Reza, they get married, they have some uh, pretty tumultuous relationship, and her mom was 
right at the beginning, just not supportive of the marriage. And so then she ends up leaving Reza. Um, her parents are like, we're proud of you for making this decision. And then she's like, I need to get out. And so then she leaves to Paris and she wants to begin a new life. And then that's where we end book two is her leaving for Paris at the airport. Incredible. Lots happens. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. (laughs) So I would love to get your uh, thoughts on reading a graphic novel. Like what worked better as a graphic novel than it would have just like as a memoir, do you think? Right. Well, so I, as someone who hasn't read a lot of graphic novels, this was an interesting thing for me because I'm so focused on the words that there were a couple of times where I was like, Oh crap. Like there, there, there's pictures. I gotta look, I look at, I gotta look at that. And I think they actually, it's hard because in graphic novels, it's not as many details. The writing is very short. So I think in certain circumstances, it didn't work well because I was like, I wanted more details on that. Like even for like the neighbor's house who got bombed, I felt like I needed a little bit more like what was happening. However, when you're tackling something as big as like the Iranian revolution and the Iraq and Iran war, like there's so much to it. I think that the pictures and how short, but like also to the point it was, it actually got a lot more across than I think I could have gotten in a memoir. Yeah, I think I think you're so right because it is... I, when I started, I think that's what gave me pause. I was like, how are they going to tell this story? You're, you're not using a lot of words. They, they really aren't. So like, especially for someone who doesn't read very often, this would be a very good first book. But then for those of us who, who do read and we're like, oh man, I want more. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it, I think it was fascinating. I don't know if you got this too, but reading even her photo, like even the images and even the text, you could see it maturing with her. And so like when she's younger, she's talking about how she wanted to be a prophet. And she's like, I, I'm a prophet <laughs> here. And then like started to lose touch with God and then gets into other things. It gets into trouble. And even seeing her relationship with her parents kind of shift from seeing them as kind of these authority figures telling her what not to do, but then kind of shifting into when her mom visits her as an adult. And they're kind of talking about different things that they wouldn't have talked about. And then when they're like smoking cigarettes together and they're doing all this stuff. I so related to that where you start to, as you start to grow up and you start to kind of live your own life and you move out of the house and you kind of start to have a different relationship with your parents where it's more of, you know, you're having a a cocktail together. You're like chatting about life and you're going through all these like life changes that they have already been through. So it's more of like you're conversing instead of... Yeah. It becomes more of a friendship. Yeah. And so... I thought that that was cool to see like that evolution in just the photos and even in like the text. I don't know if you noticed that as well. No, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what was cool too, is I think it, with that, it kind of came a realization for Margie. Like she was like, Oh, now I kind of understand my parents more. They had to deal with all this, for instance, like sexuality and all that stuff. Her mom dealt with the same stuff, but she just had to be silent about it. You know what I mean? So I think it was also just more of this like understanding that was found and more respect. So yeah, no, I totally agree. And she used her writing and her pictures and to actually show that evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's also something that you don't typically get with like your memoir, your typical memoir, where you're kind of retelling a story from a childhood. So you're not really, you don't get that first person 
experience of someone as a kid. Cause it's more of like, Oh, when I was a kid, this is what happened to me. I felt this sort of way, but like, I feel like in the comic book nature, you're like put in her head. She showed us instead of described it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're seeing what she's seeing. Like you're seeing these kids being mean to her about her veil and not wearing it right. And you're seeing like this, you know, uncomfortable feeling of what do I do? Everything's around me is like wrong, but how do I fix it? And like, you're seeing this internal struggle that you don't necessarily get with this traditional memoir. I would agree. Yeah. Also just getting to know her personality in this. I can't, I can't even imagine reading a normal memoir by her. Like I'm like this, this alone, just choosing to use a graphic, graphic novel. It it shows her personality. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I loved getting to know her and just like the voice of this was so unique and just so like her. And I didn't grow up in Iran. I didn't grow up during the Iran, Iraq war. And so like being able to hear her story, but even being able to relate with her on so many levels of like, oh, I remember the like rebellious teen years where you're just like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, I'm just going to do what I want and not even think about the consequences. Like I relate to her about on a very small, like much smaller scale, but like going to college and I was going to college in a completely different state and completely different culture. It is a bit of a culture shock and trying to relate with these kids that I have no connection with. And so I think... It's one of those books that though you may not relate to her exact story, you completely relate to how she reacts to different things and different scenarios and different just being a kid and trying to grow up. Well, I think that's what was so masterful about her writing for me is that I think she showed both sides of it. So like, especially for for us, you know, living in a westernized society we still related to things that she was going through. You want to talk about sexuality. You want to talk about dating. You want to talk about your, your, your identity and finding yourself. All of those themes were very much, oh, I can relate to that. But at the other, on the other hand, she also showed, yes, we go through all of this, but this is in a way like how much harder it was for me because I was in different, di- different circumstances. So I think she did that very, very masterfully. She was like, yes, we relate, but also this is how we did it. And I, I love I love a writer who can do that. I think like one of the parts that stood out to me was her conversations with God as a kid. It's fascinating to see her progression uh, with spirituality and with uh, faith and her faith story of, you know, she's a kid and she thinks she's going to be a prophet. So she's seeing God everywhere and she's having conversations with him. And then there comes a point where she's like reaching out into the void and nothing is coming back. And I was just like, Oh my God, I've been there. And then like having him like almost come back and then having like this different, you take on this different type of spirituality. And I don't know. I thought that that was so masterfully done as well. Cause I was like, God, haven't we all been there? <laughs> well, even, even just how they kind of like, you know, she's talking to God when she's a kid, she kind of loses touch with him. Absolutely. Kind of loses faith in all sense of the word. Then it was interesting. She hit her darkest point, right? She, she tries to commit suicide. And then it's her her therapist, I believe, who's like, listen, I don't know if you believe in God, but obviously you're here for a reason. Like, and, and not even to say that it was God, but just to know that there is purpose and there is something greater than ourselves out there that maybe we don't see it. Maybe we don't know what it is, but we're here for a reason. That was, that was a good tie back to that. Yeah. I think like something that she writes about too, even like talking about the, how hard it was coming home was like how hard it was for some people 
that when you go off and you become your own person and you go to college and you become this thing, but then you're whatever your circumstances are and you have to come home. It's like, I tried to take all these steps forward and all of a sudden I'm all the way back here. What happened? Like I was trusted to be by myself and it didn't work. How do I attempt to fix that? Like, am I just supposed to live at home forever? Like, am I, like, am I just that bad at like life? God, I can't imagine having to try to like live through that. Well, I think one of the biggest themes throughout this book, obviously, I'm sure you'll agree with it. It's that struggle between wanting to be loving your culture, sticking to it, but then also you're you're also being influenced by this, you know, Western culture. And she's trying to figure out, okay, who am I? What is my identity? Am I a Westerner or am I Iranian? And I think that that's an interesting concept because she wanted to live in Iran. She wanted to go back but it's different. It's different there. She doesn't have that freedom to be who she wants. So there is that absolute struggle with identity because like you said, she took so many steps forward in this way. You know, she had to think in a way she had never thought before. Did she have some trials while she she lived in Austria? Yeah, but also that's the point. How do you become your truest self when you've learned all these things, but then you have to come back to it and you're not allowed to think like that? Even going into Austria, it's like she's struggling with the, I don't fit in here either. So it's like, how do you find this common ground of, well, I'm too progressive to be in Iran, but I'm like too regressive to be in Austria. Well, let's let's just read the best quote. She says, I was a Westerner in Iran, an Iranian in the West. I had no identity. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And how how much courage it took to be like, I am coming home, first of all, just like laying it out. I'm coming home. And then for her to be like, okay, well, I guess as an Iranian woman, I should, I should marry an Iranian man. So then she marries this man that she had a lot of interests, common interests with. And then to have the courage to be like, this is not working out. We need to split up in a culture where that doesn't happen. Especially like having it be the woman's initiative to be like, we're done. Like, let's divorce. Let's, let's split up. And then on top of that, to go to her parents and be like, I need to get out. <laughs> like, I thought I needed to be home and I don't think I need to be home. I think I need to like do something else and to have it go so poorly the first time of leaving home. And then it's like, I'm just going to do it again and try to do it again. I don't know. I'm just like major props to this woman for continuing to just search it's always just crazy because I feel like a lot of people are scared of change. You know, you're taught one way, like how to be, what to say, how to behave. And then to just go headfirst into Austria, then then come back, have to absolutely get used to that again, and then ha- want to leave again. She really is just bold. Like she's like, you know what? Change it is. Let's go. Let's see something different. Yeah. I mean, you're coming from a culture where she literally almost, she had to lie about, I think, being married. Yeah, like her and Reza weren't even married at the time and they were trying to buy a place together. And so like people were like, absolutely not. You can't, you can't live together as an unmarried couple. And like, (laughs) and just them trying to navigate even dating and all these different things. It's like, well, no wonder you'd rush into a marriage. Marriage is safety in this culture. Having a husband is like, it's your one layer of protection between yourself and the government. And so, some people may say like, well, she just rushed into a marriage without really knowing the guy. And, but it's like, 
did she have a choice? I don't really think so. <laughs> and I mean, her mother was like, don't do it. Don't give yourself to a, a guy that I, I, I see is not good for you. But of course, she's, she's still so young at this point. And so she's going to do what she's going to do. I can't imagine being in that culture and then being like, we're not working and getting rid of that protection. And like, and that's what's hard about it too, is because I think that there's, there's that struggle the entire time between Western culture and the super strict and conservative Iranian culture. And I think a lot of the time we see kind of the downside of Western culture, but I think in other ways it actually helped her in a sense where it gave her courage to speak up when she needed to, to get out of situations when she needed to. So I think that was kind of an interesting thing. She's going against everything. It's her own little, I don't know, stick it to the man. I, I think too, the way she wrote it was so fun and playful. And like, there were times of seriousness and there were times of just her reflecting on the terrible things that have happened. But I think overall, it was like a fun story about her life and growing up and how and all the good things that she had experienced, all the good friendships, all the good memories with her families and the dinners and all this stuff. And so you get to see this like, very positive side of things as well. And I think that that was super special for her to be like, no, 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 it's, I'm not saying that I, everything was like terrible and that I just had to leave. Like everything was so oppressive. It was just like, it didn't work for me, but I saw a lot of good things there as well. And so I think the way she wrote it made it very like she was educating people on everything that was going on, but she also was like, there are a lot of good things that the Westerners are not really seeing here. Here's what it's like. <laughs> that that was probably her goal. She was like, yeah, all this, all this shit happened. But at the same time, there was so much good. Yeah. And it just helps get to hear stories of someone that you wouldn't normally hear a story from and get to see a point of view that you might not necessarily ever come in contact with. I think it's so important to read books that are so out of your comfort zone even in like the comic book nature of things too, because it tells a story in such a different way and in such a positive way that I think you think of comic books and you automatically kind of think of childlike things. Like that's not literature type thing, but God, there are a lot of great graphic novels and a lot of good comic books that are telling stories of people that don't typically get their voices heard. And so I think... Uh, she even said, I think in one of her interviews, Marjan was like, I hate when people are like so scared to call this a comic book because they think it's going to like take value away because it's a comic book. That's what it is. I do not think people realize how hard that is. Like the amount of skill and artistry that you have to have in order to tell an ent your entire life story using pictures and just like a few, a few lines. If anything, I think that almost elevates it. Oh, and the fact that she, because I was like, oh, who's her illustrator? And then I read and I was like, oh, it's her. <laughs> she's putting this entire thing together. That's impressive. Oh, yeah. She's, she's an artist. Like, that's what she is. Yeah. And being able to map it out, you're entranced. <laughs> like, you just can't stop flipping the pages. And it's one of those, I think, that I'll just have on my shelf for a very long time to, like, keep coming back to. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well... This is a great book, but I would love to get into our final ratings. So I gave this a five out of five. I can't find a fault <laughs> in it. Like there wasn't anything that I would have liked 
to add or to take away or anything like that. I think for what it was, it was a comic book telling the story of someone's life and it was entertaining. The characters were so well developed. I know they're real characters, but like they're, you know, she's telling their story in such little words and you're getting to know these characters on such a deep level. And I just don't know how she did it. It's like magic. (laughs) So I just thought that that was so good. I thought the story itself was just amazing and it was well-structured. It was well-told. And I think the way it was written as a comic book, you just, it gave the sense that you were just growing up with her and you were growing up alongside her. So I loved it. Five out of five. Wow. Jenna, I don't think we've read a book where you gave it a five out of five. I've done a lot of five out of fives lately. We've read some good books. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. This book was absolutely fantastic, but I can't give it a five out of five because it's not, at the end of the day, it's not one of my absolute favorite books, you know? Um, but I did give it very high. I gave it a 4.8. And I think, I think for me, mine's more of like a personal. Obviously, she's a fantastic writer. I just like when people can engage me in something that I haven't really shown interest in before. And she did that. Like I literally was so interested throughout the book. Obviously she has a, she had a crazy life and like things that, and just like being able to relate to her, it doesn't matter if you grew up in Iran or not, you can relate to this, which I think is a very skilled as a writer to, to get your readers to do. Um, so yeah, absolutely incredible. I think you're right. I'm going to keep this one on my shelf. I'm probably going to recommend it to a lot of people. I just really liked it. So I love it. No, I get it. Yeah, you got to save those five out of fives. Exactly. Exactly. A five to me is like a book that you will reread every single year. You know what I mean? And I want to reread this, but like maybe in a couple of years. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's get into pairings. So this is where we like to pick TV shows, books, movies, uh, and uh, cocktails slash wine pairing, whatever you want, uh, that might pair well with today's book. So let's uh, let's ping pong back and forth. So let's start with drink. Okay, so I did a Pinot Noir. I hope I say this right. It's by Dariush, which is basically a California brand, but they have deep Iranian roots. You got to support it. And also, I love Pinot Noir. Um, okay, your, your drink. What is it? So my drink is a Persian tea. So this is um, a traditional black tea that's served kind of throughout Iran. And in the book, you know, I feel like they're constantly having tea. They're constantly smoking cigarettes. So I would say just a Persian tea paired with a cigarette. Nice. Nice. On brand. (laughs) Yep. Okay. TV show. All right. TV show. This one's a little out there but it kind of it's like one of those times where it just gives you that exact vibe it's never have i ever on netflix obviously very similar coming of age themes also though that she's from india but she's living in this westernized culture um and kind of just staying staying true to your roots but also you know evolving growing learning so i think they're very similar themes there also one of my favorite shows i think it's so funny so I also paired that, um, but I have another. I have another backup pairing because I, I had a feeling that we would both land on that. My other pairing was Dairy Girls. Dairy Girls is literally one of my favorite shows, and it was the, one of the very first shows that when I lived in Ireland, they were like, "You have to watch this," and I was like, "Okay." Yes, <laughs> it's so good. Okay, so yes, Dairy Girls, which takes place in like the mid nineteen nineties, the mid nineteen nineties Dairy, which is like Northern Ireland. And it's just these girls growing up within this like time of 
you know, they call it the troubles in the Northern Ireland peace process. So there's a lot of conflict. There's a lot of tension uh, politically where they're growing up. But there's just these teenage girls just going to school and trying to like grow up and figure it out and there it's hilarious it's so funny and i feel like it's like the same like marjan who's just trying to like rebel in her own different way and that's exactly what these girls are doing and it's it's just a hoot that's hilarious i love that show um i feel like my book and my movie are like a little bit more serious so um what do you want to do first book or movie let's do book all right so this one i had to do some because again we love this podcast because it's always making me read things that I don't normally read. But I actually had to do some research on like the Iranian Revolution, the Iraq and Iran War. So for my book, I did... It's called 44 Days, Iran and the Remaking of the World. Um, and it's actually told from the perspective of a photojournalist during the revolution. And so obviously, you're going to see photos. I think that's really important to see that firsthand account because... Even in this book, we saw graphically like what was happening. But I think to see like real life destruction of it would be really impactful. And this all takes place on the very last day of the Iranian monarchy. So I think that would have been a really interesting read to go along with this book. Love it. That's a really good pairing. Mine kind of sticks with the comic comic book graphic novel nature. So mine was the graphic novel memoir called Blankets. And this one was written by Craig Thompson. And it pretty much just documents his life and kind of his relationship and just finding himself and finding what interests him and just navigating life's challenges. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful graphic novel like the images are so cool (laughs) and it has like some blue in it and it's just lovely um so if you want just for the images alone it's stunning and it's like his travels as well and he pulls from like real sketches he does in these places and so it's wonderful and i think it's also one of those you know it's not really coming of age but it's also just him finding himself and so you can relate to him on a lot of different levels in this book so it's it's thick but it's really a beautiful beautiful both imagery and also like just the text as well so highly recommend blankets i'll have to give that a go i've never heard of it um all right so for our movie this is honestly such a good movie though argo oh that's a good one Yes, takes place during the Iranian Revolution in 1979. It's when Iranian militants took over the U.S. Embassy. And so that's more of the American perspective of what was happening in Iran during that time. But just a phenomenal movie. It's right on theme with this book. And it's just a good movie in general. Love it. That's a really good one. Mine is also a not a great hang but a fantastic movie based on an even more fantastic book uh which is the hate you give and so i think this one more so relates on the side of like the protesting and the riots and the what are we doing to change things and i think it just displays a young girl's desire to try to change things in like her journey from witnessing such a terrible atrocity of her friend getting shot by a police officer and how she goes about trying to make change in not only her neighborhood, but even like, you know, the whole nation. And I think it's just a really powerful story. And I think along with like Marjan, it's just a young girl trying to figure out her place and also her parents worrying about her going out to these protests and going out to these riots. But I think it's fantastic. So highly recommend it. 
Those are good pairings. Yeah, no, that, that book's awesome. Yep. Well, that is our conversation on Persepolis. What a treat it was. A uh, very different book than we are normally used to reading, but that's why I wanted to have some people choose our books for us because never know what you'll like and what you won't. <laughs> very, very true. Until you try it. So uh, with that, we'll cheers with our little hydro flasks for the day. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Love it. That's the show. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked it, please go give it five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. If you want more book-related content, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at rwreadspodcast. Again, that's at r-w-r-e-a-d-s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at rwreadspodcast on Instagram and TikTok. Until next week, keep your books open and your drink glasses full. Thanks all. <laughs>